0: Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com
1: Elite. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. Thank you for finding us wherever you find your podcast and allowing us to be a small part of your day. The Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast will be a weekly review of what's happening, or what has happened, in sportsman racing. Luke and I will be talking about all of the hottest topics, drivers, and events in racing today.
0: Yeah, we've got a, I guess, a fun episode on tap today. We're just going to be telling tall tales and talking stories, and in the process of doing that, we've got a a couple of fun ones that we're going to share, and Jed and I were bouncing around uh, some ideas earlier this week and we thought uh, well who's the best storytellers that we know in our sport (laughs) and the two that came to mind for us um, were Rodney Fincham which if you've ever heard a story from Rodney Fincham. I, I think you can attest to that, and <laughs> yes. uh, and also Gary Williams, who is uh, we both agreed is is pretty comical. There's probably a lot of great storytellers, but those were the first two that came to mind. So uh, they'll be joining us today. But um, but before we get into to telling stories, want to go through our normal routine? What's new and exciting, Jed? What what's up?
1: Oh, Luke, it's really the same old, same old for me. Um, just you know, works really busy and jj's basketball we uh we went oh for three over the weekend so it was a pretty pretty devastating weekend uh, we, we need to rename ourselves the salukis no offense but easy uh i oh, sorry about that that was a little jab but we're struggling uh we're, we're without a point guard and um, my little man had four of our nine points in one of the games and went scoreless in the other two so inconsistencies and no point guard so uh, the the wildcats are struggling right now but hopefully we'll come out of it soon so
0: was this a was this a tournament what do we have uh how do we how do we get three losses accumulated in such a short period of time
1: well we've uh <laughs> we've had a couple of setbacks we had one snow day believe it or not that uh okay. that canceled a game so we had a makeup there and then we had a, a huge rainstorm uh a weekend or so or two weekends ago and it caused cancellation of a game, so we ended up with one game Saturday and two games Sunday as makeup, and let's see. It was a little more than we were prepared for, and we didn't handle it very well. So hopefully we'll snap out of it soon.
0: Gotcha. What, what about you? Well, What's I happened? went on the, the trip that you stood us up for. <laughs> we, uh, our, 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 I want to say annual, because I think it's going to be annual now, but our inaugural... Guys, weekend out golf trip last weekend. Uh, oh yeah! As you might imagine, good times. We ended up in Gulfport, Mississippi. We ate dinner in Hammond, Louisiana. Which, if you have a map, is not on the way. Um, <laughs> we interesting. Just, yeah, well, we drove and we, uh, I just we just assumed we're going south. We'll drive till we get to the ocean, and uh, then we're like, why are we in Louisiana? And uh, yeah, we we didn't study that very good. It probably added about three hours to our trip, but we were telling so many lies and stories in the car that <laughs> it uh, it didn't really matter. We had a good time. Went with three guys that really suck at golf, every bit as much as I do. Well, not quite as much as I do because I did lose the bet. Oh, but that's, close. That's you know, good. it was it was an entertaining um, gamble. Played with one guy, and I don't want to. uh, I'm not going to throw any throw anybody under the bus and name any names. Uh, He's a racer. (laughs) A lot of you guys will know him. I sliced the ball pretty good, Jeff, and I got no room to criticize anybody's golf game. But my partner, and and we played. We played. It was four of us. We played a two man scramble, basically, versus you know, with with a lot on the line. I mean, like our our massive nine hole bet was who had to buy dinner, and most of them um, prior to that included alcohol sales. (laughs) <laughs> but my partner, at one point, we are left of the fairway, which we, we didn't. But I was happy that we were close to our fairway. I mean, that was actually a really good start for us. It was a pretty open course. You could play from a couple fairways over, which yep. really suited our games. But we were to the the left of the fairway, and there was a tree further left of the fairway. <laughs> and my partner aimed and hit the ball left of that tree. And we played his next shot from right of the fairway.
1: Wow. That yeah, I've is never a seen serious anything slice. Like
0: one point, I have a video uh, of, of Clint. Um, I mean, my buddy that will rename, remain <laughs> nameless. Teeing off. And he is legitimately, I had the video it because I couldn't, we were all laughing so hard. He was aimed at the clubhouse, <laughs> which was a good 200 feet from the fairway yeah and there happened to be there was probably a dozen people sitting on the steps of the clubhouse scared to death well they had seen what was going (laughs) on and somehow by the time that he actually addressed the ball and and reared back to hit they had cleared out like that's where (laughs) he was aiming and uh and and the ball ended up on the right side of the fairway
1: so wow, yeah, no, I mean, you, you're, you're dishing on my man pretty good there. Uh, that this guy you call <laughs> Mr. Anonymous, <Plink. laughs> man, I hated to miss it. I obviously, had uh, a JJ's basketball that I had to, to be at, but I I really want to get in on the trip. Um, it sounded like a good time, and I saw a couple of pictures. So it looked like you guys had a great great outing.
0: Yeah, what was, uh, uh... what
1: won it, Luke? If you, if you can help me out there with score.
0: Well, we got a little bit better as we went. We didn't get 36 holes in, which was our plan. It got dark on us. Uh, we take a long yeah. time. It takes a long time to chase all the balls that we hit. <laughs> but uh, by the end, our, our last nine was our best nine, and it was a hotly contested two-man scramble. Oh. And um, I, I believe that the final score was 45 to 47. That's pretty good, right?
1: Wow, yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's um, that's. I, I'm assuming it was uh, a 36 36- uh a par so uh, yes. is that what we're so you're talking we're working nine with, over
0: through through,
1: yeah. through nine yeah nine over a two-man scramble i mean you don't get a lot of shots there so absolutely i think you guys must have played really good
0: yeah yeah we started off like 53 to 52 but we did get a little better as we went <laughs>
2: <But> we didn't <laughs> playing like it did. there's no
0: telling we'd be close you either to got par. better or kept score
1: or worse one of the two
0: yeah actually either one's pretty popular there was way too many trees on that course and I, I took it somehow upon myself to try to hit them all, I think. And, 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 you know, I mean, there's only 18 holes, so we played several of them twice. And I, there was one hole, I think it was like the 13th hole. Me and my partner, you know, we take, we, we each get a shot, each shot. That's how scramble works. Sure. We hit the same tree three shots in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he hit it, and I hit it, and then he hit it. Or, or vice versa, I think I hit it twice, in, in, in full disclosure. But, yeah, no, we we really did. We had a good time. That group, just like you, like we don't ever go and do stuff like that just to get away with the guys and, and have fun on our own. So it was uh, it was really enjoyable. I, I loved it, and I, I can't wait to do it again. go. So.
1: Well, cool. uh, I'm looking forward to the next time. I'm going to definitely be in next time around. Sure, sure you want to make it in a song to do the justin lamb win a bunch of races and you do it
0: with the fam you do to kevin ran and later smack across the land then you do the l ride and you come out like the world all right jam. big jib this is the uh, part of the show where we transition back to some uh current race talk before we get into our Folk tales and stories that may or may not have some truth to them. Uh, <laughs> some news and notes for this week. I, I'll start this off. I got two emails that jumped out to me, uh, waiting on me when I came back from our little golf excursion, and, uh, and they kind of made me smile. I wanted to talk about them just a second. The first was from Memphis International Raceway, and the folks at Memphis, I know that uh, Jabo's down there now, along with uh, Dom, and they had a pretty cool program set up. It, it felt like they took a little page out of uh, Bill Bader's book up there at Summit Motorsports Park, our, our guest from last week. But uh, at Memphis, they got a points fund, or a points program, in which they're basically taking, I believe it was either the top four or the top eight. I should pull up the email, so I'm a little bit better versed on this, from both Super Pro and the Pro or, or uh, No Box class. And they're running them off for like a golf cart and uh, and some other neat uh, prizes along there, just basically building up a points program for the local bracket racers. I thought that's awesome. I'm obviously four hours from Memphis. I'm not going to take advantage of that, but that's the type of thing that they probably got sponsored so it didn't necessarily cost the racetrack a whole lot of money. And it's a huge carrot to dangle out there for the racers. Yes, it is. To, to get them you know, to patronize one facility and kind of run a points program there. That, I think, you know, we, we tend to focus a lot on what we as racers can do to help local bracket racing. But programs like that are huge. And I think <laughs> uh, the more stuff like that that comes out, the better for everybody.
1: Yeah, and me being a, a Bottom Bulb fan, Luke, the, the thing I like the most about that is is those racers get the same opportunity at the grand prize, per se, so uh, it's, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, very um, cool. Go, go Bottom Bulbers!
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> i don't even want to get into the bottom but we started a little firestorm with last week's podcast we'll discuss that another time uh we, we yeah. got we got fun stuff this week so <laughs> the other email i got and i'm sure uh, most of you've seen this because it went kind of uh, all around the racing internet monday i think was from ihra and that uh, ihra basically sportsman events they're Summit Series events, or or the Sportsman classes at their national events, are going to be aired live on ESPN3, and I think that's huge. Now, immediately when you saw it, it just said IHRA Sportsman on ESPN, and you think, what on earth is happening? It's on ESPN3, which, for those of you that aren't familiar with ESPN3, that's that's an internet-based program, but it's still... ESPN, the worldwide leader. Like, I'm familiar with ESPN3 because I watch a lot of basketball on it. Our, uh, like our, my beloved Salukis, when they're not on TV, I can always find them on ESPN3. So in its infancy, like this program may not be much more than what we're used to seeing on Bankshift or on Motor Mania, but I think it doesn't take much to see the potential growth for this and it being centered around Sportsman Racers like I just I'm excited about it I'm excited to see IHRA taking the initiative there I am uh, excited for the the stage that Sportsman Racing is going to be on obviously I hope that they use the opportunity to tell a good story and I hope that as racers like those of you that are that frequent the IHRA series I hope you give them a good story to tell I think this is an awesome opportunity I was really excited to see it.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. The reach alone of ESPN three is is going to is bound to create some opportunities for some sportsmen racers. So looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah. Hopefully it, it helps participation and gets the word out and keeps IHRA moving forward.
0: Yeah, very cool to see. And then I think what's gonna become a recurring segment on here because A, this race is kind of our baby. And B, like this Allstate race has taken on a life of its own. Like, I just feel like it's got a buzz that's almost unmatched in in sports and drag racing right now. Like, people are really getting behind this. Just some updates on what's going on with the Allstate race. Britt and Galen have brought on uh, Skog and Dickey Performance Center, uh, the race shop there, to sponsor this deal, which I think is huge. Kudos to Britt because he has really taken this idea. I don't mean to single out Britt Brit and Galen; have really taken this idea and run with it. And that's what it would take to make this work is really somebody behind it, really pushing it, really promoting it, yeah. and creating this buzz. And they've done that, so I think that's really cool. And I've been kind of keeping up with the the teams as they've kind of been announced. I know uh, I thought it was really cool what KB did with the South Carolina team, basically uh, yeah. announcing one team member a day and uh, and having a little bit of build up around it with a a little bit of explanation and, and I got fired up I think it was today I saw that he put Scott Duggins in there for uh, the utility driver and that's a name I haven't heard in a lot of years but a guy I have a ton of respect for so I look forward just to racing with Scott again and seeing him out there but I, I thought the way that KV did that was really cool
1: Yeah man, he's, he's really done a good job with the way, he. you know, he's a very quiet guy so it's just really unlike him to, to do it that way and, and watching it play out and how he's uh, given their credits and their uh, the things they've accomplished, it's uh, really well done. And I'm, I wish I had thought of that for my team. So now I'm gonna have to come up with some other <laughs> way to be innovative. But it's uh, it's well done by KB. Yeah,
0: no, and it's just neat to see how much pride and ownership everybody's taking in their team. Like I, I feel uh, a little bit left out or out of place as the as the team captain for Illinois. Cause I'm a transplant, and I've never spent a lot of time racing in the state. So, like, I just don't have the ties. Plus, our state is odd. Like, it's kind of a conundrum for for local racing because, like, Byron has a really strong program. Byron's six hours from me. But, like, the the stronger bracket programs in our state border other states. Like, there's Byron, and there's Madison. Gateway is actually technically in Illinois. And then like our area down here, well, we're close to Kentucky, Missouri. And when I think of like the good racers that frequent those tracks, like half of the good racers or half of the race, the names that come to mind at Byron come from Wisconsin. Like three quarters of the names that come to mind at Gateway come from Missouri. Our area down here, a lot of the good racers live in Kentucky or Missouri. So it's, um, yeah, whatever. I I think we've got a a solid team. And I'm actually, I'm going to use this opportunity to like announce my team, I guess. Um, Because I, the more that I think about it, and I've been not overwhelmed, but I've had a lot of interest in joining Team Illinois, which is great. Thank you. But the more I think about it, I think I'm going to take your tack, Jed, here. I, I have a hard time displacing anyone that I had on my podcast team because it's almost yeah. like telling them, hey, you know, now that push comes to shove, this is really going to happen. I don't think you're good enough. I don't really feel that way. And the thing about it is like, it's a tough spot. Um, Troy Williams alluded to this. I saw his Facebook post on posting his team. A, like every state has a bunch of good racers and Illinois is no different. And most of them are my friends. So you, you, it's just so difficult to, A, pick the racers that you think are the best, and then, B, you're worried about taking somebody off. So my team is the same team that I talked about here. And if I remember off the top of my head, we have B. Folk in the dragster. We have Andrew D. Piazza in the door car. Nick Folk in the stock super stock, Brett Williamson on the bottom. I'm going to run the 890 class. And as the utility, I'm going to put Chad Isley in there. For the female, I'm sorry. Call me biased all you want. I'm putting my wife in there and if, uh, obviously, I hadn't even discussed this with most of those people, so if they can't make it, we'll bring in alternates or fill those spots, but that's what I'm going to stick with. I'll, I'll make an official announcement at some point this week, but you heard it here first. Team Illinois is coming for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I will follow suit there, and uh, the original Alabama Slammers, I've uh, i've talked to all of them they all plan to be at the event so it, it just wouldn't make any sense whatsoever to pick anyone outside of them they're all going to be there they're all ready and willing so we will stick with that original team i'll announce that soon but uh, our female choice is racing rachel henderson she will be added to the slammas and uh, looking forward to coming up and competing it's going to be an awesome time and um, my teammates are jacked so i'm excited excited that they're excited it's gonna be an awesome time yeah no
0: i definitely uh, look forward to kind of settling the score there on the racetrack now granted i think if we ran that race 30 times we might have 30 different states win it but uh, yeah. uh, it yeah. will be very cool and, and something very fun to be a part of so at any rate kind of transitioning over today's show like we said we're gonna have plenty of opportunity over the next 10 months to talk about actual racing as it happens on the racetrack, and we're going to get started with that next week as we kind of preview the NHRA season before it gets started at Pomona. But today, we just wanted to take the opportunity to tell some stories, and in the process of doing that, we thought, you know, like, I know Jed tells an awesome story, but we got to <laughs> bouncing back and forth and thinking, well, who else tells a really good story? And as we mentioned earlier, we're uh, for your listening enjoyment, we're going to have Rodney Fincham on here, Gary Williams on here, just... Shooting the leap and uh, and having a good time with us here today, we had a couple of stories that we were going to tell as well. And I just like I told Jed, I'm, I'm going to go first here because of the four people that we've got sharing stories today. I am by far the least entertaining. So if I try to follow Jed or Gary or Rodney, I'm going to sound like more of an idiot than I'm going to sound like right now. That's and I actually had a couple of, of stories I was going to tell, and I just feel I. Now that I see kind of what we've got coming today, I need to get out of the way. So, Jed, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let you pick. I had like three stories that I think are mildly entertaining, and I'm just going to give you the the basics and you pick one. And that's all I'm going to do today. So I've got a story about a buddy of mine that, that crashed at Hallsville and went on to win the race. I've got a story about when I was in my younger days, given my father gray hairs and if his namesake ever does anything like that to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Bless my dad's patience. (laughs) And then I, and I've got a story about leaving home with enough money in change to fill up my motorhome and go into a, it wasn't the million dollar race, but it was a race where you're going to spend a thousand dollars. And I had like 20 bucks in the bank. (laughs) So that was an entertaining one, too. One of my stupider moments, but an entertaining one. So I'll let you have your pick. Where are we going today?
1: All of those stories sound entertaining and and intrigue me uh, greatly, but... You started off with a story of a guy that crashed and then went on to win the race. I'm assuming that he crashed in the same race that he won, so I believe I'm going to have to hear that one.
0: That's a good one. I'd actually like not forgotten about this, but I hadn't told this story in a long time, and when we were having our Most Embarrassing Moments conversation, Stephen Hughes, my old buddy, the shoe from Texas had a, had a little comment on Facebook reminding me of this race. And it wasn't really an embarrassing moment for me, but it's a funny moment. Um, <laughs> what ha- this was the Southern super 10 series was a, a series that used to run in, in our area. It was Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, for the most part, back in early two thousands, um, you know, big dollar bracket series. And it came to Hallsville, Texas, which was about two and a half, three hours East of where I lived at the time. And, uh, so we go out there and it, that series, my click in that series was the, the Lopez brothers, Jeff and Robbie and Rocky McClain and Daryl goes, we'd, we'd travel all these races together. So we get to Hallsville, you know, Thursday evening or whatever for a three day race. And, uh, the Lopez's were good buddies with this fella. The, his name's Chad Hankins and Chad still races. He's an awesome guy, but we called him dead on, which was one of the nicknames that Robbie Lopez bestowed on people. And, and I've Robbie was, like, the, the master of the nickname. Like, he Dead On came from Rodney, uh, or came from Robbie because Dead On went Dead On a lot. You know what I mean? And, and it would tell you that he went Dead On a lot. So, hence that. And we reached with a guy named uh, Danny Allen that was, like, super aggressive on the starting line and dialed his car real tight. He made a lot of good runs. Like, he would miss badly, like all of us do. But when he was on, like, look out. You know, it's going to be, like, sub-five package. So, Robbie called him sub-zero. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, he called Darryl, goes his little brother, Jason Montgomery. And I really don't know where Montgomery came from, but it stuck. You know what I mean? Like all of that came from Robbie. So at any rate, we, we get to the track and dead on, I think it was his birthday or something. And he's grilling out. Everybody come on down. We're going to have steaks. It's going to be awesome. Y'all come down. Yeah, everybody's invited. Come on down. Come on down. And I didn't really know dead on, but I, you know, I was buddies with Robbie and Jeff and he was buddies with Robbie and Jeff. So come on down and Right. Yeah, so he grills out steaks, which was fantastic, and and actually he's still cooking, still cooking for me. He brought down at Huntsville the week before the meal, and he brought me down some bacon wrapped jalapenos that I, they still make my mouth water. But at any rate, back oh. going back fifteen years, so he's cooking out steaks, and uh, I notice that he's got like his thumb all duct taped up. And I'm like, dead-on, what you do? Man, I was cutting these steaks up right here. And you just got to know dead-on, like he gets fired up. I tried to cut my damn thumb off, and it was bleeding everywhere, so I was wrapped it all up. But, man, the steaks are good, ain't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the steaks are awesome. Yeah, yeah. So one thing leads to another Friday, we get to racing. And uh, I'm in pretty late, and it's 10 grander. I'm down to uh, five cars. And dead-on's still in. And dead-on's got the by run at five. So, uh, and the way it shakes out, I think I had had a buy run So if I win, I'm going to have to run dead on at three before, you know, the final. So I win at five and I'm thinking, all right, cool. So now I got to run dead on. And of course he's behind me, you know, to make his buy run at five cars. I come back to the trailer and I'm I'm in that mental mindset, you know. I, I got two rounds to go, you know. If I can make it that far, I'm gonna race that on next round. And hopefully, if I beat him, I go to the final. And I'm fueling up my car, or whatever. And Robbie Lopez comes flying back on the scooter, and he's hooting and hollering. We're we're in the final, yeah, we're in the final. And I'm like, man, you don't even know what round it is, Robbie. Like, with the, the, I got to are down to three, and I don't have to buy. I gotta run that on. He goes, no, man, that on just crashed. We're in the final, we're in the final. I go, what? He, yeah, yeah, that on crashed. He's out you're in a final against whoever the other car was don't even that's not the point of the story the other <laughs> car is not the point of the story at all and i go what because dead on's car he was in a chevy 2 that went like six thirties or something i'm like how did what how did he crash on the buy run Man, I don't know where you you're great And Robbie's off. We're in the final. That's all that matters. Da, da, da. <laughs> Wait a second, man. What, what do you mean he, he crashed? Yeah, he crashed. I said, like, where? Like, at the finish line? Is he okay? Oh, no, man. He was like 20 feet off the starting line. He, boom, into the wall. Ah, right, crazy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, did, did it hurt the car? I don't know. He, he hit the wall. Like, he hit the wall 20 feet from the starting line. Yeah. Well, about this time, he drives, drives by us on the pit road. And I'm thinking, if he's driving back to his trailer, like he's gonna fix that for the semis, right? And <laughs> as I'm thinking that, the guy that was overseeing the race, Ralph Abraham, is on the PA like reading out of the rule book that if you hit a barrier on a single, you're not disqualified. Like I don't know what rule book he's reading from, but he wow. had him and he's like, <laughs> If he can get it fixed, he's still in. And I'm like, There you go, like I got a race, right? Which at that point, to be completely honest, like I ain't that worried about.
2: My stuff had
0: been really good. I'm making good runs, and I'm racing a guy that just crashed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, forget the fact, like, even if it's just completely cosmetic, and he's got to duct tape it up or whatever, like, that's not a big deal. But, like, just think about it mentally. Like, the last time you staged, you hit the wall. You're not going to make a run that beats me right here, right? You're not going dead on. You're not going to throw your name Yeah, I'm just, I'm like... It'd be fine. So whatever, they call us, and I'm like, you know, he's got to be a little frazzled. Like, you know, and he did just cook for us, not for a good dude. So I just give him all the time he needs, calm down, fix his car, whatever. You know, so I send Robbie down there to tell him that. And, uh, so then he rides back a little while later. Says, he's ready. Go on up there. Says, okay. So I drive up to the staging lanes and still no idea what just, like, how did he crash his 640 car 20 feet from the starting line unless it broke an axle or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh. I get up there and dead-on follows me up. He hops out of his car. Man, thanks for waiting on me this and that. I'm like, yeah, man, you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Man, you ain't going to believe what happened. I said, okay, try me, you know. He said, you know, I was cooking steaks last night. You remember I done cut my thumb almost off and it was bleeding? And you know, this thing's been wrapped up all day. I can't get it to quit bleeding. I'll probably go to hospital, you know what I mean? Well, I, you know what happened is he has been bleeding all day it's been running down my thumb and I rest my hand on the shifter and the line lock's right there at my thumb well there's so much blood running down there it caked up the line lock button the damn line lock stuck I <laughs> no. staged up and the front wheels was locked up and I didn't know what to do and I just I, boom I hit the wall <laughs> And I'm laughing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? I said, so that's all. Well, yeah, I had to duct tape up front of me. Man, I won't need a front. I'll mess my car up. But, uh, but yeah, I, I got that button loose. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So good luck, man. Let's the rest race. Okay, cool. So I I've been. And same day, I'm thinking he did just hit the wall. Like, this ain't going to be that big a deal. And I don't remember the run that I made. And this may be one of those times where history Kind of uh, has a way of making a tall tail a little bit taller. But I made a run that I wasn't that unhappy with. And I'm pretty sure dead on was like six total. Like 20 <laughs> minutes removed from stuffing it into the wall 20 feet from the starting line. And he beat me. And uh, if I i don't, honestly, at that point, I don't remember the final. I think he went on to win the race. So, yeah, that's my story. Dead on, bounced it off the wall, got her fixed up, came back, laid me down less than 10 total in the semis
1: of a 10. The rarely used rule exception that if you're on the by running and wreck, then you're okay. It's all good. You get to com- finish competing. <laughs> <laughs> Blood in the line lock button. And then he lays you down, a, a sound like a pretty nice lap in the semis and goes on to, to finish the deal. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that, that was a that <laughs> that's a heck of a story. I don't know if I got anything to top
0: that one, Luke. Well, let's be honest, Jed. You just told me a story off air because you said that you did not think it was fit for the podcast. And I'm going to force <laughs> you to tell it on the podcast because I literally fell out of my chair laughing at you.
1: I want to tell that one. Huh? I want to tell that one, huh?
0: Yeah, so let's talk about your first national event experience. Now, you shared a little bit about your first national event back on episode 000.
1: Yes. But you somehow
0: left this part out.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really talk about what helped me get to that point, so uh, in, in order to, to get to round one, you have to go through a series of things, and uh, I, I did that. So it's, uh, it's the Gator Nationals, it's 2006, and I ain't never been to nothing like this uh, from a driver's standpoint, so Woody Adcock and Sherman Adcock told me they want me to, to drive the Valvoline uh, Pontiac in a couple of races in Superstock, so... He says, "Won't we'll go to the Gators." Well, Woody, I can't go to the Gators because you know I've never, never run anything like that. We got owners' points, or I don't know what they, what they had. So, but he got me in. I'm in the Gators. So leading up to the event trying to figure out my schedule and how i'm going to get down there obviously going to fly in because i'm a big timer you know i've been hired to come in and drive so uh, that's, that's how us big timers do it we bring our helmet and our jacket and so bones has got his stuff sitting in orlando from the divisional uh, prior to that race and he says look uh, you're going to be in knoxville that week working you just fly to orlando instead of birmingham i'll pick you up we'll go get my stuff can't remember where it was sitting and we'll we'll head to the race so we do just that and we drive all night typical bone style we roll in uh, we get us some out back and roll in about 2 two thirty 30 in the morning we're like the only people outside the, the gate at the gator so everybody's seemed like they've been there forever and they're settled in well, last time I was there. At the
0: gators my pit area was outside the gate so
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were we were darn close so you know, we get us a little bit of sleep, and about 7:50 or so that morning, we hear a serious banging on the motorhome door. So, you know, Bones he jumps up, I jump up. Whoa, this is we're in full panic mode here. We don't know. We we parked. We've run over somebody or something coming in in the dark. We don't know what's going on. This is bad. So, it's Hugh Meeks, another one of the Alabama slammers, and um he is banging on the door and woody has sent him to get me now woody gets up what is the guy that cranks it down up gets it up early and, and does a, a early warm-up so super stock scheduled to be on the racetrack at 10 30 it's 750 and it, this is not hey man it, it, we're gonna need you up here in a little bit this is full panic mode between like, he and he you
0: now you've got i mean the two coolest guys at the racetrack but a
1: pretty nervous bunch very very nervous and, <laughs> and it's like they're going to throw us out if we're not up there in just a minute so uh, I, and you don't I don't know even a, i don't get a shower i had out back about 10 o'clock that night so you know there's a lot of things going on in my body right now and um, some stuff i'm not super proud of we'll talk about in a minute but <laughs> i i dragged my old helmet my my racing jacket Actually, I had to wear Woody's jacket because it was a Valvoline jacket. I didn't have a Valvoline jacket, but I do now because I'm a big-time hired driver. So, I get in, and, you know, he shows me everything I need to do. Hey, you got to get up there. It's going to take you an hour to get through tech. And we run at 1030. It's 813 right now, so that only gives you like an hour and 20 minutes to drive to the staging lanes. You know? <laughs> I'm like a nervous wreck, and and I'm getting more nervous by the minute. So, he he says, go up here. You turn right, and you're going to drive, you know, for about two or three days. And there's going to be a sign out there that says Tech this way, and you go where that sign tells you to go. So, again, I, I don't know if I told you, I had outback ten o'clock. I'm nervous. Uh, I've jumped right up out of the motorhome, and I'm sitting in Woody's car, riding it to the tech line. And when I get to Tech, there's seven or eight, you know different so stalkers, there's like a super gas car, whatever. So I'm sitting back there, but I think I'm the only super stalker based on what I'm looking at. So apparently, you know, I wasn't going to have to wait as long as I thought, but I didn't know that at the time. So I'm like eight cars deep and there's things happening in my stomach right now that, that I hope never happens again. And I, we all do it, okay? Let's just say I, I've got a gas bubble. And and it is a little bit
0: of nerves, you know. It's your first night. It's
1: oh, it's bubble guts. It's straight up bubble guts. (laughs) And and I'm I'm nervous. So it's starting to it's creating pain. So you know the only natural thing to do, and it's it's how we're built. So it ain't like I'm you know dirty guy. I just I go on and do it. I do what I got to do. And it let out as foul a smell (laughs) as I have ever smelled in my life, and it was it was. It was making noise, so to speak, uh, before I was through doing it. Okay, it was <laughs> it was peeling the paint off the car. It was the awfulest thing I've ever done in my life, and again, hope to never do it again. Haven't duplicated it to this point. Well, as as that's all happening in my body, uh, an elderly gentleman. I guess he was in charge of Superstock. I don't know. I don't know why it happened. Still don't know why. Steps out from in front of the line and points at me, the very last guy in line, and waves me to the front. You know, I've just gotten a free pass to the front of the line that I do not want. (laughs) And, And this is one of those times when you were lucky, but I didn't want to be lucky right now. But I still haven't really been through a tech thing. So, I, you know, maybe you don't look in the car. Like I said, I, I think you could launch a space shuttle out of Woody's Super It had more lights and switches and gadgets in it. And I'm like, this car can't be legal. So maybe, maybe they just kick me out and I get to go watch the rest of the week. I don't know. But I, I fire up and drive to the front. Now, keep in mind that something that foul is, it's got really some real staying power. Um, it's just going to hang around there for a little while. This one ain't leaving anytime soon. This one's going to hang out with me for a while. So... I roll up to the front of the line. I jump out as fast as I can and close the door. And my elderly guy there, really nice gentleman, says, uh, where's Woody? I said, well, sir, he's back at the truck, and uh, he's he's brought me in to drive this weekend, he and Sherman, and um, I, I'm a rookie here. I don't really know what to do. He said, well, young man, there ain't nothing to this. He said, you pop that hood and that deck lid, and uh, he said, we'll get this done real quick. So I was like, Okay that sounds real good so i open the door as fast as i can and pop everything as fast as i can and close it as fast as i can and as i'm walking back to the front of the car just kind of stand there with him he passes me and he's grabbing the door handle and i'm i'm not. Like, i wanted to say sir please don't do that. If that if you've got to open that for me to pass tech just please tell me now and and we'll call this whole thing off Oh, my flight leaves in a couple of days. So he grabs a hold of that door and opens it and and starts to stick his head in the car. Luke and he was a really nice guy, so I'm not going to judge him by this moment. But he he said one word. He said, "Damn!" And shut the door as hard as he could. And I, I'm speechless for once in my life. I didn't. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't say a word to him. And he said he wrote like a weight on a little white sticker. He put it on my window, and he said, "Here, take this, this, and this, and go here, here, and here, and you're done." I said, "That that's it, sir." He said, "Son, that's it. You're done. Head on out." <laughs> so I shud, I showed everything, and when I got back in the car, you know, it had much not much time's passed when I got back in the car. I mean, I obviously knew why he said what he said i muscled up and jumped in there and rode back to, to my pit and so i've been gone four minutes total i'm at the gators and i'm late for tech according to woody i've been gone four minutes total when i get back woody meets me at the car and and calls me things that i wouldn't let a grown man call me but I'm a little nervous, so I'm just taking it. And I'm, you know, the dip spit, it's it's flying in my my face. I'm dipping with him at this point. He's trying to spit it all out in the the middle of it, but he ain't getting it all. I'm I'm eating some of it. And he says, what in the, are you doing? I told you, you stupid, go to tech and you, we're going to miss our run. Woody, Woody, I've been. I've got all that. No way. There ain't no way in hell you've got to tech and got back here this fast. I said, Woody, there's a white sticker. He just put a sticker and handed me all this paper, and he put my weight, and he said, you're good. And And he said, how did you do that? I said, stick your head in that driver's seat right there, and you'll figure it out real quick. <laughs> and I walked to the front of the car and threw up. I was so up. sick nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my funny story about passing tech at the Gators where I laid Michael Icono down a triple zero on my first ever national event round race.
0: So. so the moral of this story is if you've got something questionable going through tech, we now know
1: I know the secret. <laughs> I know the secret. You know, you may run up on a tough guy that can take it. Oh, I knew there was a reason I went
0: first. Okay, good, good That's, stuff. Good stuff. Good. <laughs> <laughs> up next we have got a couple of wonderful guests i think the majority of our listeners are familiar with gary williams if you are not familiar with gary williams and who he is what are you doing listening to a podcast about sportsman drag racing um the our other guest i i know i think he's kind of uh facebook famous with uh what is it fast
1: by fincham asked by fincham yes. but
0: for our listeners that may not know hot rod rodney Finchum, just give us a brief rundown of what we're getting into here
1: well hot rod is uh, is a guy from uh, northeast tennessee and he speaks straight up hillbilly uh he's he's got as different a tone and sound as you've ever heard in your life and this guy is super entertaining you're gonna have to you' are gonna have to listen closely because he's gonna give you phrases that really might not make any sense to you till you just stop and think about it for a second. But super talented racer, but has done it the hard way for lack of a better way. And uh, it's a guy that a guy that you'll enjoy listening to for for sure.
0: Absolutely, all right. All right, joining us now is two-time million-dollar race winner, bracket racer extraordinaire, a good personal friend of mine, and I think probably most important for our purposes today, a heck of a storyteller that has been through some interesting situations, to say the least. Gary Williams, what's happening, brother? Oh, not much, Luke. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Over the years, I, uh, I've heard... I probably have forgotten more good Gary Williams stories than I remember, so I have no real idea what you're going to select today to to share with us. But I am convinced that it will be an entertaining story. So what I know, we just kind of hit you <laughs> up with this yesterday, and you got a lot to choose from. But what direction are you going to take us today?
3: Oh man, there's so many times when you go back hanging with the Salogies and my brother in general, and uh, the extra sauce that we might get into and stuff stuff gets out of hand and crazy sometimes so just trying to remember some of the good ones is the hard part but we'll <laughs> pull stuff some stuff out the hat like uh you know well, the good ones and the bad ones i guess
0: it seems like every time like the at least for me the older the stories get like the wilder they get in my mind so i tend to go back and try to fact check myself at least when i'm going to talk to this many people like, i remember when when john fur passed away i wanted to make like a facebook post about him. And I've, what came to my mind was I've only raced him once in my life. And it was the semifinals at Norwalk back when that was IHRA, you know, that was the biggest IHRA national event. And I swear to you, my memory was that I was like two take one and my wind light didn't come on. And I Mm -hmm. thought, you know what? I'll just screenshot that round. It's still gotta be on Drag Race Central somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a bad dude. And I found it and I was like 11 take six. Like I made a decent run but i wouldn't right. bet you anything i laid down like less than five total so i i ended up not using it at all so
3: yeah i got tweaked up just a little bit yeah
0: time has a funny way of doing that so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh, GW, not, to, uh,
0: not to take the spotlight away from you g-dub what uh, what you got for us today
3: so if we go back in the late 90s, I was running around with a, a wild group, to say the least, when you talk about the Soloji brothers. I mean, they went to a party and a race broke out, and uh, <laughs> we just traveled all over the country, and their biggest thing was to have a good time and stuff like that. So the racing, not saying it was secondhand, but it was it was something that was never really thought about. The main objective was to go have a good time, and but once we got there, they were 100% serious about winning. You know, good guys. Those go. guys there, man. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, their give a darn was normally broken.
0: <laughs> I've got they, some good Andy Salogi, <laughs> in, in particular stories. I don't think any of them are fit for the air, but I, I do have some good memories. <laughs> That's the hardest part is editing them. <laughs> that is tough. <laughs> they go
3: from, you know stuff you can't believe and stuff that couldn't be true, but you can't make none of them up. I mean, you're riding around with them guys and they, you know, get a little bottle of something there to drink and a spotlight. And they think a Cadillac rental car is a, a vehicle to go chase deer and stuff through the farmer's field. So when that's stuff like that, you just can't make up and you take a North star Cadillac and wide open to a farmer's field, not knowing what's over the hill or when the tree line is going to be there. And, and the guy driving shouldn't be driving and, uh, you got a spotlight like hanging out in the window, burning ticks off the deer's butt. It's just something that makes it a little, little stuff to choose from. It's getting harder to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of stories like that <laughs> running around with those boys. Yeah, they sure like the hunting. So when uh, during the week, when all you had was a
3: Cadillac, that was your tool of choice to go hunting with.
0: <laughs> and you guys were running around in the spin buggies
3: oh yeah we had the uh mike boss cars with the tomahawk chop hood scoops and uh looks like an alligator up up in front of you by the dash the guys in carolina they all called us the alligators because we're from florida with these cars that look like they had an alligator head on <laughs> So,
1: <laughs> y'all did
3: you share winning i can tell you that oh uh, it seemed like we get to the carolinas there they If they had Facebook now, back then, it would look crazy. We were winning on Wednesdays and Fridays and Thursdays and Sunday. And in between me and my brother and Andy and Wayne, it was stuff you can't make up. You know, it was good times. Oh, yeah. You get late in the race with them guys over in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We're down to like, I want to say five cars left. And uh, I do a burnout and everybody comes running up there telling me, shut the car off. I looked down, I shut it off, but it was running fine. I'm like, man, what, what's going on? And they said, let your foot off the brake, let your foot off the brake, and they start pushing me forward, and Andy is coming up there, and I hear him screaming, give me a knife, give me a knife! I'm like, oh he's going to cut somebody, you know, right, I better get out, let's <laughs> go and figure out what's going on. And when I go to get out, they're like, no, 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 stay in the car. And by that time, Andy comes walking by me, rolling the parachute up, and says, go ahead! Cut the parachute clean off the car. I was like, yeah, go ahead. You got it. I won that round, but I wasn't able to win the race. But we had to tie that parachute back on. That was safety.
0: <laughs> <coughs> so the parachute, I, I was there for this one. The, the parachute rattled out like when the tires hit in the burnout. And you backed over it, correct? Yeah, I started backing over
3: and they're all screaming. Uh, I stopped and I still didn't know what was going on. So now they make me push the car off the parachute. And Andy... <laughs> the starter's rolling it up and Andy's yelling, the starter hands Andy a knife and he cuts the parachute off <laughs> his back of the car. <laughs> and when I realized what happened, I was like, Oh, well, uh, they're not going to let me run. And the starter walked over and got in the middle of the lane. And I'm like, huh, it's eighth mile and quarter mile track. I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, nowadays, you <laughs> Certain tracks that that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and with the all the internet, all that stuff, <laughs> with the live feeds, you definitely wouldn't get away with that.
3: Yeah, my buddy Luke, there, he, first time I ever drove his car, I want to say we're in Valdosta, and uh, he had a crazy little Vega. I want, I want to say it was like yellow and all colors back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, we just had the straight up McDonald's sponsorship. We was just missing the Arches.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, definitely colorful, let's say the least. And, uh, I, I get seated off in this thing and we're talking, I'm going to run it in foot footbreak and now all's good. Well, I pull it up there. It's the lane. Luke comes over. He goes, Hey, if this thing feels like it runs over a small dog, when it leaves, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> i was like God, a small dog this thing left it barked at me a little turned a little left and we're good we went on down the road <laughs> i come back i was like it did now that you say that just like we ran over a small dog <laughs> i've heard jared's comment or jared's dad running over the track dog right? that one's got to yes. come to <laughs> point that sometime that was a sad day That same weekend Luke closes, comes up there and says something to me in the water box. I mean, everybody's fast. And he closes the door and turns around and tells my brother, this is where Gary crashes (laughs) the (laughs) Vega. I went down there and hit the brakes and had it all come to not straight, but that (laughs) when light came on, we were happy it could be. (laughs) It was still rubber side down.
0: (laughs) I have faith in you, (laughs) (laughs) G.W.
3: Sounds like it. It it wasn't like (laughs) you stopped me. You just said, this is where it crashes. (laughs)
0: You were bad, it told me it was fast, out. Yeah, exactly. I, I laid the template for you. you know. Hey, Troy, watch this. <laughs> yeah, that was the same track where uh, Bug McCarty threw Troy in his in his pickup truck. And said, hey, man, drive the drive that Gambler's race for me. That'd be cool. And then proceed Troy agrees, of course, because I ain't never seen Troy back back off of much of nothing. And then as he's pulling into the water for first round, Bug leads down in the car and says, Hey man, be careful this thing tried to hunt the wall and Troy shuts it off and looks at him and goes, What? Yeah, man, that's why I wanted you to drive it. I can't get this image down the racetrack. <laughs> Is it just me or does it still hunt the wall? Yeah, I just wanted to see what it did. <laughs>
3: oh man. Yeah. Yeah, but y'all were telling the stories about um your worst embarrassing stories there. I felt like Peter, me and him, started our, real, our racing career off on totally the wrong foot. As soon as I got a vehicle that had reverse, I took off in reverse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Wait ran a minute, G-Dub. Now, now you're trying part, to tell me that you did that,
3: too? Oh, yeah. In the, the, it was my first round of eliminations in a real vehicle no (laughs) i made some test runs now and everything was good well i was doing exactly what he was talking about i was going deep but that was red so i had to bump it backwards into the pre-stage just a little bit (laughs) yeah well i got all hyped up come first round and i moved my right foot to the floor and left the old brake up there and it just peeled out as hard as it could peel out in reverse and it was a a chevy 1500 truck you know and i just reached up on the column and moved that thing from r to d <laughs> and it went from spinning backwards to spinning forward and uh i peeled out but well, i wasn't able to take a wind light out of this deal I, it was not a chance and i could ever do that he yeah that
1: that was the most amazing part of that story was that he got a wind light I, and did you even make a race out of it? I mean was it? No, I
3: tried to fire out the guy, but even in reverse, but he caught me at like I wanna say half we were in a quarter mile too, so he's down in berm, 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 and I'm got oh. my arm the left like, trying to flag him off, throw out the white towel, all that stuff. But yeah. yeah. It wasn't good. I did come back around. Back then, they had uh, consolation races at our home, home track to where if you lost in sportsman or super pro or pro or anything like that, you can get in this race that paid like 100 bucks or something. You know, It was concy, they called it. In the, I ran through some super pro cars and all in my dad's tub truck out there and got to the finals and ran Underwood, and he showed me why he's
0: getting Underwood. <laughs> well, it sounds like you <laughs> redeemed yourself pretty quickly then.
3: Uh, yeah, first race, reverse, same night, made it to the finals of Concy. That was about as good as I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, I, I got to know what the record is. I think I've heard it, but I can't remember What's the record for the most people in one vehicle that you've raced with?
3: That I've raced with?
1: Yeah, I I, I think you were part of the, the group. That I, I was in the van. vehicle, but I yeah. was not driving the vehicle. Right. Well, it sounded like yeah, yeah just had a hand, participants. Then. How many participants was, was in the vehicle?
3: Well, I mean, not saying no names, but my brother got it from a <laughs> I think they
1: know. A, it ran in I the think family. they give it away.
3: It, it ran in the family like, it, you know, my brother ran with that many people in the van because my dad was doing it back many moons ago. <laughs> and my I tell you how long ago it was. A hill just went 499. <laughs> and wow. my dad Put 4.99 on his window. and We're pulling around the corner. Now this van had no back seats or anything. We're all sitting on the coolers and everything. And and, and the rule was, once everybody got in, you had to lock the back door because most of us fell back and hit the back door when we took off. So <laughs> us young kids, we had to sit up front and hold on to the back of the seat because he didn't want us falling out on the racetrack. <laughs>
1: Some of the you never guys, want your kids falling out on the racetrack.
3: <laughs> no, you never want your babies laying on the starting <laughs> line. That's not what we're talking about here. It's
1: one thing if the cooler falls out the back of the
0: van, but the yeah. kids, if we got to drop the line somewhere.
3: <laughs> he would go around the corner, and he would write a 2 in front of that 499 backwards on the inside of the window. About 2499, because that was as slow as we're allowed to go. <laughs> Scratch out all get hooting and hollering and screaming, he'd go down there stop at the finish line, and he'd either decide to try to get there or just wait on them and blow by and see if they broke out. You know, one <laughs> of the two. But Troy, in competition, had enough seats in the van. How many did that thing hold? Nine passengers? I it heard was the full. number nine. It was full. And uh, Troy driving, Rod Johnson in the passenger seat, Manny sitting back there with his half shell on. As soon as we left, <laughs> Got going, good. Troy turned around to see what was going on. We're all saying what we thought the trees were and all this stuff. Troy sees Manny and just starts busting out laughing <laughs> in his dash belt back there. And his group, <laughs> we win that round. We come back and he says, "I don't care what happens, Manny can't sit where I can see him." <laughs> <laughs> but the cool at Lakeland was that you're, you know, you can as long as you have a seatbelt and a helmet for all your co-riders, you can have them. So we had nine eight-go-riders with helmets, the driver with seat seatbelt, no helmet.
1: <laughs> He's playing by the rules. Yeah, we were good to go.
3: <laughs> but that, that right there was back in the good old days, I'd say. No, I that sounds like some good old ran boat homes and stuff. We just ran a you know, nine-passenger van that fairly competitive.
0: <laughs> oh, the bluebird.
3: Oh. Uh, that thing right there is rounded NASCAR tracks and won all kinds of races.
0: <laughs> right, good stuff, Gary. Good stuff. We've uh, between you and and, and Rodney Finch and we've uh, we've definitely got an entertaining show for the guests today. Man, thank you for coming on. We'll get you back on later this year. I'm sure you'll win something major that uh, that we'll have to talk about. We'll bring you back on the podcast, buddy. Thank you for joining us tonight. I sure appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you, Gw.
1: This is my moment. I be I be I be All right, joining us now is uh, one of the best guys in racing. He's uh, he's very talented on the track. He's one of the best storytellers I've ever heard off the track. He's a part time announcer, he's a crew chief, he's a little bit of everything, but just an all around awesome guy. Fast by Fincham's very own Rodney Fincham. Hot Rod, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it's always, uh, uh, good to hear from my good old buddy Jared Pennington and, uh, Bogacki. Uh, like I say, it's an honor just to be, uh, uh, associated with you two. You do so much for what we, uh, what we love and,
1: uh, she, we all appreciate it. Well, we uh, appreciate that yeah. very much. Yeah, pleasure is
0: ours, Hot Rod. Always a, a joy to get to talk to you and, uh, and hear some of your experiences. That's why I think I'm uh, – it's probably what I'm most looking forward to today, to be completely honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that you know, the listeners, um, I think most of them are going to know who you are, Hot Rod. You, you're a guy from uh, northeast Tennessee that uh, just races hard and, and has a, a fun life, but, man – You've done it all. I mean, you have done it all, and I'm looking – whatever you brought to the table today, I'm very much looking forward to.
4: Well, sure enough, uh, people that's known me and not known me and and all my life, I've rolled in and just a little bit of everything that you can imagine, from wagons pulling wagons on dollies. <laughs> uh, uh for uh, tubs and S-10s, and, you know, you just name it, like you said, uh, just good old country boy born and raised in racing i've enjoyed it all my life watching my dad do it growing up you know obviously yeah. got right now uh tag teaming a little bit with me got rider coming up on the bottom here so uh man it's been a roller coaster but i wouldn't have it no other way
1: Hot right, Rod, i think there's going to be an extremely small percentage of our listeners that has ever raced a minivan and didn't like the way that the weight was transferring and causing a little bit of spin on the front wheels, so went to run to Walmart real quick. Did you buy basketballs or footballs to put in the back of the chassis?
4: Well, it's a funny thing you bring that up because uh, it was in the top of the list there of all the greats, but... Uh <laughs> I had to call up my uh, old buddy, Tim Griffith. I figured he was one of the best at uh, the streetcar uh, uh, weight transfer division. And sure so he put me on those high-dollar Walmart basketballs. Basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First question, he wants to know is if it's a leaf spring. I said,
0: well, it sure is. He said, basketballs, that's where it's at. <laughs> this is a story that didn't make the cut.
1: this this one didn't get to the top of the list
4: (laughs) i promised you it was next to the best so if that tells you what i'm gonna tell it's
1: a dang good story but without further ado (laughs) let's uh let's get into this uh the number one on your list here hot rod yeah tell us the story like i
4: said uh uh this was a toughie jerry uh sort of hollers at me there needs me to pick out the a story, because we've not got a whole lot of time, uh, out of all my books, which one I'd want to tell. And boy, that was a toughie, but, uh, <laughs> then the boys ran into a good and good one this past summer, a good and, and, uh, that's some more of that Northeast Tennessee talk, but anybody that knows me, just hang in there.
0: Hey, it, it'll work <laughs> out in the end somehow. <laughs> <laughs> we trust in Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> they call him the for rain all over
4: the country. So uh, we're trying to find a dry racetrack. So uh, looks like uh, the two best options is Greer, South Carolina or Farmington, North Carolina. So we head out there Saturday morning, headed to Farmington. And last second decision, I decide that Greer looks better. So we veer off and head toward Greer. We're three hours away from home. Sure enough, we, we're the we're the only one of the two that gets rained out. Farmington races all night long, we get rained out. <laughs> so but uh, so we, we we ease our way on back toward Tennessee there and I pull over to get a little fuel, try to use the debit card there and it turns it down, which obviously there's never a whole lot of money in there, but they was enough to carry the gas bill, you know. <laughs> uh, so we uh I pay cash and I don't think anything about it and I get on home at about two o'clock in the morning and I've googled everywhere in the country again trying to find somewhere to race on Sunday and I sixty four is gonna race. But I tell you what, it looks like uh Hurricane Anna up there at the time at two in the morning. So I sort of figure it's not gonna happen. So that next morning I wake up, it's about eleven o'clock. And the first thing I see on my phone is I sixty four's racing. Sun's out, whole nine yards. It's a four-hour trip now. It's eleven o'clock, I'm still in the bed. <laughs> so, uh, I jump out of there, look like tornado lightning's hit me, call up my buddy uh comb, Bill Billy. He said, Buddy, you can make it. I said, Man, ain't no way I can make it. He said, if I have to go out here and oil down the racetrack, you can make it. <laughs> <He said. laughs> I grabbed both boys by the drawers, and we're grabbing clothes, not what on. We pile in that truck, and we head out. We get about three hours into the trip. Obviously, we're going to have to fuel up again. So I pull back in, fill her up, I try to use my debit card, turns it down again. I thought, hmm, this ain't good. I said, Jake, how much money you got on you? He said, about $80. I had about $80. <laughs> that wasn't going to cover our entry fee, you know. <laughs> Well, I, the I try the ATM there. Well, no success there either. So I come back out and I make a phone call. And come to find out somebody's hacked my account. They've got me for about 500 and it shut it down. So uh, <laughs> hey, now that $500 almost got it all. But still we have <laughs> to survive, but we can't use it. So I thought we're... 45 minutes from the racetrack now so we pile back in the truck jake says what we're we gonna do i said son i've got a checkbook they'll take a check we're in there so uh we <laughs> commenced to getting on up the road in our uh, uh uh brand new uh cadillac of a truck that i've had since jake was born and uh i mean it's still cruising right along you know it hits on six or seven out of the eight cylinders, you know what I mean? We're cruising. I mean, we're uptown. About the air conditioner on, all four windows is down. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're cruising on up the road. we come coming to the exit there, and I start to get off the exit. I look in the mirror, and it looks like the forest fire has fell out. I mean, they smoke going everywhere. Well, about the time I see it, I smell it. So... I make the big bailer up. And you talk about finish line driving. I her this thing <laughs> I've got the off-ramp block. The interstate's backing up. When we pull over, I said, Jake, get rider right out. Truck's on fire. <laughs> he said, what? I said, The truck's on fire, son. Get rider right out. <laughs> so they bail out the truck. I pull the hood. They spar comes out each side of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first, I've got water jugs in the back, you know. So I jumped in the back, grabbed me a couple of water jugs, get the fire put out. Now needless to say, about five minutes has went by and we're in panic mode here. We've got fifty <laughs> gallons of alcohol in the back of the truck and the truck's ablaze. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this that ain't good, Rodney. Like I say,
4: we've got the we've got the off ramp block, the interstate's backing up. We're about four or five minutes in, and I hear sirens. So I don't know if I've been on fire for a little while, and somebody's done called it in. But within (laughs) five minutes, I've got emergency trucks, fire trucks, state troopers. I mean, we got stuff going on right here. The helicopter's on its way. Hit this tv is on its (laughs) (laughs) way. There's stuff happening on interstate up here. So uh, after I get it put out, I think, this guy says, buddy, he said, you had a far? <laughs> well, I'm thinking I have. You know what I mean? I, you know, I've got traffic block blocked for about 10 miles, looks like. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I've been on far. I said, let me
2: get you to this
4: thing. <laughs> so I jump in the truck. I, well, obviously, when I hit the clutch, it just falls to the floor. Hit burnt the line into, and it's hydraulic clutch. So I ain't got no clutch. I kick her in neutral. She fires right up. Curring like a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> I said, buddy, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if you'll go up there and block that intersection up there, I said, I'll get this truck off the road for, for you. He said, "Hey, you going to get it off the road? I said, don't worry about that. You just block the road. I ain't going to be able to stop. I ain't got
2: no
4: <laughs> I said, They take fire trucks and safety trucks, and I don't know what all, and they block that whole intersection off for me, and they give me the go-ahead. Well, so I, I told Jake, i to get Ryder back in the truck. He said, Daddy, he won't get in. I said, why not? Car. I said, Ryder, son, truck. we ain't got time to talk about it. you got to get in the truck. It's okay. So we finally talked him into getting that back in the truck. So we get him buckled in there. I throw that thing in low gear, and I go to cranking it. It looks like we're on a, a, a mad bull. We're huckle-bucking. This thing finally cranked up. <laughs> Uh, Hucklebucking. is that what you? Yeah, it's hucklebuckin I'm telling you it's them heads and they're going on, you know, trying to crank So, like they would look like we're on a mad bull. So, i get that thing fired up, get her going up through our speed shifter, and get her in second. But now I'm to the, I'm to the where they've got it blocked. So I make the little right there. Well, there's a big truck stop right there. Well. As we're going, all the gauges are good. It's running fine, you know. blah it's still smoking where it's been on fire. But everything seems to be in pretty good shape. So
1: <laughs> other that, than the, the fire, seems to be, be in good shape.
4: Yeah, it, it, it seems to be fine. He said, "Dad, ain't you pulling over?" I said, "Son, if we pull over, we're not going to make the races." I said, "We ain't got time <laughs> to pull over now. So we're going." So when I look back to I give him boys a wave and left them standing back there on the road now and they've got everything blocked from interstate <laughs> I don't know how then we go out of sight smoke just a bullet out of this truck <laughs> so, we still got the same problems now we ain't got no clutch we gotta go right through the middle of town and we still ain't got no money we don't even know if we can race if we get there <laughs> so, so, we roll into the racetrack, I, I speed shift this thing. Every red light we come to, I'm having to kick it neutral and cut it off, you know, and then same deal, put it in low gear and huckle buck out there while it cranks, you know. So it I imagine bucking you know. I can just imagine what people's thinking at the red light, you know. I, this cat's pulling a race car and can't drive this truck a week. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we roll in at the gate there and i just pull over out of the way kick it neutral and shut it down and like i say it's still smoking where it's smoldered under the hood you know i go up to the window and i tell that woman i said honey i ain't got time to explain to you what all's happened to me today but i said i ain't got no money somebody's hacked my account i can't get no money but i've got an open check if you'll take it she said, honey, ride it. I said, Jake, unload the race car. Unload it. You know what it takes Ten cars <laughs> left in line to make the <laughs> last <laughs> time shot, you know. We've rolled in on far, no clutch, no money, no nothing, but we have got a check and they'll take it. So things are looking up. I try to find the positives, you know. When they take the check, things are looking up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, we roll in there, we double up, we cruise through a few rounds there. I finally do my normal, about third round, get just wore out, you know. But I've been working on the truck between rounds because, I mean, we still got to drive back home whenever this whole shebang's done, you know. (laughs) So while Jake's doing a little bit of racing, I'm working on the truck. Next thing I know, he's sitting in the final. So, shoot, here we are, you know. I've borrowed every hose clamp that the racetrack owns. If, If somebody had a race car and had a hose clamp, I had it. I finally get this thing back together. Jake, he fools around there, wins the race, wins us a little bit of money. So we go down there to get our money. They pay us with a check. <laughs> 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 We've got, we got $1,100 in our pocket and can't spend a nickel of it. <laughs> 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 so, well, I to this cat what's went on you know he said well he said uh, he said why don't we just write you a smaller check and pay you a little bit of cash i said boy we're we're working on something now you're working with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> now i gotta ask did they just go ahead and take your entry fee out of the winnings because i love you yeah. rodney but if i'd have been a race promoter that's probably the way i'd have handled that <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i would have had to do that
0: check <laughs> up and subtract
4: that right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I mean, they were working with me. You know what I mean? Uh, they, I mean, Hats that's off like to the it. good people at I sixty four, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, they were working with me. You know, I mean, I wrote in for truck hype on fire. You know what I mean? They, they was working with me. You know. <laughs> so, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, we finally did limp this thing back home the next day, and uh, made a memory for life. I can only imagine what the fire people thought when I went out of sight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that boy will never make it to what they thought. <laughs> they, they thought, we hope he makes it to the next town before that thing catches on fire again so <laughs> yeah, they don't call out, us. They, get out of our, they our jurisdiction. Call, <laughs> they call somebody else. <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't know if they're glad to see me going or in shock or what. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, that one sure didn't disappoint, Hot Rod. I have not heard that story. Yeah. That was <laughs> that uh... was one of your all-time best.
4: <laughs> well, like I say, uh, I scarred Ryder for life. He, he don't hardly ever want to ride in the truck anymore, and to roll in there and like i say phil combs and all the 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 gurus were trying to help me in whole nine yards and then jake finally does win the race you know so at least we got something out of it and we did limp <laughs> that thing right on back to the house still purring like a kitten
1: huckle bucking and everything
4: huckle bucking. i'm telling you son we've got it going on i'm telling you right now <sighs>
1: well, hot rod that's an awesome story and <laughs> we can't thank you enough for for sharing it with us uh so. Again, for the listeners that that might not be aware of of Rodney and his past, um, look up. up. Yeah, we we got you. Look up "Fast by Finchum" to all the listeners, and you'll you'll never have to wonder who this is again if you don't know already. It's worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, hot rod, thank you so much. Well, like
4: I say, uh, uh, it was an honor just to, uh, just to talk Williams and get to tell a little story. And like I say, uh, just old country boy trying to make it racetrack to racetrack. You know what I mean? I uh, wouldn't have, wouldn't have it no other way. You know, watch, you know, enjoyed it with watching my boys grow up and, uh, and to watch the come. You know what I mean? We're, we're prime examples. Uh, it don't take a whole lot to have a whole lot of fun.
1: Absolutely, and you—you uh, you still got the best to come. You—you you raising uh, one heck of a racer, and Jake Ball, and you got uh, you know rider coming up, Farstone coming up pretty soon. Here, he'll—he'll he'll be killing them
4: too. Well, like I say, uh, I look forward to it, and like I say, once again, we can't say enough about what Jared Pennington and Steve Styth and uh, Bo Gacky and people like you—what uh, you do for our sport. Uh, That—that—that's what it's all about, and uh, I humbly uh, appreciate all of it. No, for
0: sure a, it's all about people like you rodney thank you for coming on and sharing your story we've uh got thousands of listeners that uh can attest to that at least they can if they have half the passion about this stuff that you do so thank you man that was it was a blast it was fun and uh we enjoy having you on all righty if you just need anything else let me know and i sure do appreciate you all right, thank you all right all right
1: bye-bye this podcast has been presented in part by Racing RVs. At this point, you should know about Racing RVs and what they're all about. They support sportsman drag racing at an unprecedented level, and they've helped hundreds of racers just like you. When the time comes to consider an upgrade to your racing program, new or used, trade-in, or direct purchase, truck, motorhome, or trailer, give Joe Fisher at Racing RVs a call at 419 236 one, three,
3: two, eight. you want to make it in a song, do the Justin Lamb. Win a bunch of races and
4: you do it with the fam. You do the Kevin Brand and lay the smack across the land. Then you do the L ride
1: and you come out like the world. Well, that wraps up episode 11. Thanks to our sponsors. These are the folks that bring our podcast to you every week. Racer Swag, Racing RVs, and this is Bracket Racing. In addition, Thank you to our guests, Gary Williams, and Hot Rod Rodney Fincham. Also, thanks to our good buddy, PJ North, for providing the tunes and doing our intro. You can find PJ's work on iTunes. We plan to release a new podcast every week of the calendar year, so stay tuned for plenty more going forward.
0: To get the latest episode before your friends, be sure to subscribe to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast wherever it is that you find your favorite podcasts, whether it be iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play. If you like what you hear, rate and review the podcast. That's how we move up in the rankings so that more people can find us. If you don't like what you hear, let us know so that we can work to deliver a better show for you. Uh, And finally, be sure to join the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast fan page on Facebook to interact and become part of the conversation this week. Week. Thank you all for listening, and we will touch base next week.
1: Thanks, guys. Can he achieve the dream?
0: This is a way of life. Banging
3: on the door. Bump, bump, bump until I get in. Attitude like I am already winning it. In. For a 10, I'm rolling in the cutty Switching feet like Jerry Pennington I was in my truck Just to try my love Spending money that I don't
4: have Still can't get enough We working nine